Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour Excel with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour podcast. Three women, one podcast, and a whole load of badass. With me, Harriet Minter, Emma Sexton, and Natalie Campbell. So this is where we bring you some of the highlights from our radio show on Talk Radio. And this week, we meet daytime TV exec turned author, Helen Warren. She is the woman who launched Loose Women. So if you want all the backstage gossip, or you just want to know how to write a bestseller, then stay tuned. We are joined in the studio by Helen Warner, author extraordinaire and also the creator of legendary show, Lisa. And we're going to be coming here for all the gossip. Helen, welcome to the studio. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here. Uh, You are here primarily to talk about your new book, She, which we thoroughly enjoyed. It is in the kind of canon of really good, slightly creepy women thriller books, isn't it? <laughs> I love that description. <laughs> <laughs> might might borrow that. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it is. Um, I've, I've taken a departure with this one. So my first four books were commercial women's fiction, mm-hmm. and which I loved writing. And uh, and then I don't, I'm not quite sure why I took this turn to the dark side. But now that I'm there, I am, I'm never going back to the light side. Because it's so much fun to write it. It's so good. And um, so yeah, she's, she's Bella, my Bella, your main character creation, is quite a Quite a character. <laughs> she is, yeah. She's called Bella. She's not, I mean, she is beautiful, but she's not a beautiful person, no, really, is she? she's far from it. What was it, what did you have to do to kind of get into the mind of, you know, mm. when you're creating a character as an author, you have to know their whole story and how they got to where they are now. How did you do that with Bella? Well, I I don't really do that mm. as an mm. author. I, I make it up as I go, I literally <laughs> make it up as I go along. So with Bella... It, she kind of I knew where I was going with it because I've I everyone knows Abella. So this is yeah. my pitch for the you know book when I was <laughs> telling my publisher that I wanted to write it. I was everyone knows Abella. Some of us might even be a Bella. <laughs> and if you're really unlucky, Bella has married into your family. Mm-hmm. Because there was I've had so many friends mm-hmm. and relatives and whatever who've who've had the experience of so, a woman marrying into their family and 
destroying it. And wow. so I find it really fascinating. I've got a lot of friends who um, have got sons and it's their biggest fear mm. is that, you know, somebody will come along who hates them, hates the rest of the family and is going to put a bomb under that family and will happily enjoy watching it explode. It's so. really interesting, isn't it? Because you're saying it, I can definitely think of male friends that I had who disappeared... You know, got a girlfriend and disappeared. And then I can also think of my girlfriends who have married somebody and gone, yeah, your family or mine, I think we're going to go mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's so common. And just sort of very subtly. Yeah. Not that they're never seeing their own family, but not as often not really. as they did. Yeah. yeah, I know. And it's so it's so hard for the, for mm. the families, actually. It's, it is kind of quite a serious thing. And, um, I mean, the timing of the book... A lot, a lot of people have said, oh, well, it's clearly, you know, you've modelled it on Meghan Markle. Mm, and, it's, yeah. and it's really unfair because Meghan, of course, is not the sort of yeah. monster that Be Bella is. But there is that kind of where you, you see a situation where Harry has actually moved away from his family. Yeah. I, I mean, I like Meghan, but, I, you know, Harry has, she has yeah. come in and he has moved away from his family and there clearly has been a rift and it's not necessarily her fault but it's it's just an interesting kind of peg for me and quite, <laughs> yeah. quite a helpful, quite helpful one, one. <laughs> quite frankly yeah. yeah and the other thing that's been really helpful is that um in she uh that charlotte who's the ex-girlfriend who dumped ben and left him broken-hearted um kind of she has a role to play and so I, when I saw Brad and Jen last week you know getting ready yeah. getting back together yeah. I was thinking god yeah that's quite a helpful peg as well there because um, you know sort of getting back with the after a really traumatic time with with another one that he went off with it's sort of you know it's 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 interesting how um how it's kind of all worked out beautifully actually Do you think for authors today you have to be aware of how you're going to promote your book as well as just write it because listening to you talk you're so on it you're like oh that fits i'm going with this one. Oh, what about this well that's probably to be honest that's my background yeah. Yeah. so my background's tv then i will always be thinking of what's the what's peg the what's the hook what where would you go with it and um uh, you know i think as a journalist as well you're you're thinking from journalist's point of view how how what stories could they write about it? Mm. And there are there are loads of sort of spin-offs from this, whether it's the daughter-in-law from hell or whether it's the um some you know, what happens when your friends hate your partner or yeah. you hate your friend's partner. So there's lots of you know, I'm always thinking about what the what ideas there are, um. but I think that's probably because of my background. And the other thing that I'm always thinking of as well is the um the idea of the big screen, you know, how yeah. this is going to look. Because I think this would... Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. always at the back of your mind? Is that really what you'd love to be doing? It's my dream. Yeah. It's my absolute <laughs> dream. And so when I left ITV, it was to write a book that will be a screenplay. That's kind of my goal oh, and exciting. my dream. So I'm, you know, so fingers crossed. Yeah, keep saying <laughs> it. Yeah, I keep saying it. One of the things we wanted to ask you about was this book, you write under H.C. Warner. Yeah. And that's the first time you've done that. Yes. And it is a departure in terms of style for yes. you. Why the change of name? Well, because my first four were all commercial women's fiction. Mm. And as I was saying earlier, and then, then then this one is so different. And I think the publisher felt that it would be a good way of 
sort of marking that departure and, yeah. you know, showing how how different it is. And I, I think it's worked really well because it shouldn't put men off, yeah. you know, if it's if it's a, a female writer. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it doesn't put them off, but certainly Bless my... you for saying that, <laughs> yes. But I, but I think, you know, with it, this is a book, and I've been so pleased with the... The reviews have been really fantastic, but what I've loved is how many men love it. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I'm delighted that women love it too, but how many men really have really, really loved it? And I don't know that they would necessarily have picked it up mm. if it was Helen Warner. I think that's really true, and I think it's also interesting because, in a way, this is quite a male subject. Yes. You know, this idea yes. that... And we've all been on dates where you've said, so tell me a little bit about your ex, and then suddenly you're launched into the story of the <laughs> psycho that tried yeah. to lure them away and, yeah. you know faked pregnancy and all that jazz yeah um, I've dated some <laughs> joys uh, but you know they all they all have that story somewhere so they must be seeing themselves in it a bit yeah well yes actually yeah. Uh, there was a friend today who'd read it and texted me and said oh my god this just is my story you know yeah. I'm seeing my obviously I'm sure not the ending well but. I hope not the ending but it, you know or kind of the twists and stuff but he was saying it just rings so many bells and I think it I think I've been really pleased by how realistic people say that yeah. that depiction of, you know, it is it is um, quite dark and it does get quite dark, but I'm pleased how how well it's gone down, that people have felt that it, it was an, a sort of realistic depiction of it. How different was it, though, writing this book full-time versus the other four that you were writing in between your, your full-time job? Yeah, I wrote, I wrote them on the train to work. Wow. <laughs> It was really hard. What true. doing the full time, doing it full time, or doing the doing it full time? Yeah, okay. so much easier on the train. Was it okay. because if you if you're writing full time, you will start the day and you get up with the best intentions, but you'll start the day and think, well, I'll just read the entire internet before <laughs> I, you know, just do this, and then I'll. And then, you know, there's a delivery and, you know, my son will ring and say, you know, oh, he's forgotten something at school and I have to go and get that and all my daughter will be, you know, there's always something crops up and it makes it really, really hard to focus and concentrate. So um, being a full-time writer, I think, is unbelievably hard. Oh, okay. I found it incredibly hard. Right. That's so interesting because I would have thought, yeah, but then if you wrote four books on the way to... Well, because there's a there's a kind of there's a a rhythm to that. You get on the train at a certain time. You've You've got got a certain amount of time to write. Yeah, and you you know if you're a fast typist as I am, you can you can write you know a thousand words each way. Mm -hmm. So two thousand words a day is ten thousand words a week. Yeah, and you know you can kind of race through a book, and you can you can and it and it's just that. There's a something about being on a train as well. The train's moving forward and you're moving forward with the story and you're mm, moving forward with yeah. the... And it, it just... There's something about it. I mean, I did slightly consider, during my um, time writing full-time, I did slightly consider just getting on the train. Yeah. <laughs> also, I suppose you're, you're on the train. When you're out of the house, you can't mm. get distracted by anything. And if you're on the train, it's dead time. What else yes. are you going to do? Sit and stare out the window. Well, so, I yeah. do also obviously read the entire internet when yeah. I'm on the train yeah. as well but you could be a bit more disciplined about it and it's easier to be more disciplined because yeah. you're not being distracted so um I did consider getting on the train but then I 
I sort of thought, well, you're only fooling yourself. <laughs> you know, it's kind of... And, and you know, am I really going to just spend eight hours going up and down between Colchester and London? You know, and it's quite an expensive thing as well, actually. It'd be cheaper to get an office Yeah, somewhere. sort your procrastination yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to... Oh, author who wrote One Day, David... David Nichols. David Nichols. Yeah. I was He's listening a to, real hero of mine. He's fabulous. I was listening to an interview with him and he was saying how actually what, he's got to the point now where he's making enough money as an author. Well done, David. Um, <laughs> that he rents it. He has a whole fl- a whole separate flat round the corner from his own flat. Oh. So in the mornings he gets up, gets dressed, has breakfast with the kids, leaves his flat, goes and round goes the to corner get, to another flat, yeah. and goes to work. Yeah, yeah. And that's how he writes. And sometimes I, I he gets there and has a nap on the sofa. <laughs> I know myself well enough to know that I would just do exactly the same in the, in the other flat that yeah. I would do in my own home. So actually, that wouldn't work for me. I just know I'm not disciplined. <laughs> oh, so. I feel your pain. Uh, we are going to keep talking to Helen here on Balanced Women's Hour, particularly all about her career up until the point she became a writer. If you want the secret, secret scoop on the life of a daytime TV exec, think about some of the people that she's met. Uh, <laughs> that will be coming up next here on Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Badass Women's Hour podcast. You can get in touch on all the socials on at Badass Women's Hour. Now, let's get back to our guest. Helen, obviously you were the creator. You launched Loose Women. I did. And it is... I mean, it's still really the only female-focused show anywhere on TV, Yeah, pretty much. yeah. How did it, when you first turned up and you said to your bosses, I've got this idea, what was the response? Well, I didn't have the idea, um, to be completely honest. It was a lady called Andrea Wonfor, who was very senior at Granada at the time. She sadly died um, a few years ago, but she was an amazing woman and she really had a good sense of what would work and what wouldn't. And she'd seen The View in America 
and uh, she said she said we should do something like this here. So several people tendered for it, and so there were several shows that yeah. pitched for it. And Loose Women was one of I think five, and we won because we. <laughs> <laughs> so when it um, when we started, as I say, it was just you know it was kind of me and Claire Eli who was my. Um, friend and producer and whatever so we were just in an office together so it was just really the two of us and then we gradually sort of built up the team but it was I mean the the early days of Loose Women were really hard because there, there were days when we had nine people in the audience and, and we had yeah. such a great director and I'd say we've got nine people in the audience and he'd say it's okay, I'll shoot round it. <laughs> and he did. He did a really brilliant job of shooting round it and not making it obvious. He probably put a bit of fake applause or whatever <laughs> in it to make it look and sound like there were more people there. So it was... Um, we only had a commission when we launched for um, uh, a month. It was a month's mm. commission. So we did the month and they'd said you need to hit 30% by the end of the month. which 30% was of what? Of share. Right, of okay, viewing. of viewing, right? So, yeah. which was quite a high target mm, yeah. back then. And, um, but we did it on the last day, actually, <laughs> of that month. <laughs> and it sort of, it grew by kind of word of mouth and, you know, people started to get into it. And um, we stayed such good... Fr- the, the beginning, it was, the first show was um, Jane Moore... Um, Karen Brady, Nadia, uh, Sawala, and Kay Adams, and we all we all stayed really good friends all these years. You know, I'm still, um, you know, in lots of touch with them. We went out last week because it was 20 years, yeah. and so it was it was so lovely because um, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter the day before we launched Loose Women. So I always know how old she is. <laughs> so it's 20th anniversary. She will be 20 in, in April. And kind of the... So we did that first month and then it got another commission for, I think it was three or four months. And then we... Um, so I was really heavily pregnant. So Alice, my daughter, was due on the 16th of April and the series ended on the 20th. Wow. <laughs> so I was in the gallery... <laughs> On the 20th, four days past her due date, and they'd had to kind of, because I couldn't get too close to the, you know, desk, because yeah. I had this enormous, enormous, but I mean, I put on five stones, I was absolutely huge. Wow. And um, so I couldn't get very close, so they'd built, they'd got me an earpiece, and, you know, so I didn't have to get too close. <laughs> and um, so, uh, yeah, and, and um, I finished, and she was born, you know, several days later she was two oh weeks gosh. late thankfully <laughs> imagine you sitting there with your legs crossed yeah. like, not today <laughs> Hang on in that. yeah what was it like what i guess what was your initial aim for the show it was um well all right being completely mm-hmm. honest it was to rip off the view because yeah, that perfect. was really good and so but do a british version of the view and um so i think we achieved that quite successfully but at the beginning it was um, you didn't see smart, funny women, loose women, when it started. You Very know, funny. You'd be howling with laughter. Yeah. And um, Catherine Flett uh, from The Observer, yeah. I think at the time, did a review of it and it said, in the wrong hands, this would be awful. 
but it's really good and it's really you know really well anyway we we had that laminated because we were so happy with that review <laughs> and it did us a lot of good I think people thought it would been accepted in the broadsheets and you know there's it it so much snobbery around yeah. daytime tv there always has been mm. always will be but so it was really um uh yeah so it was it was kind of um it was to be tv for women made by women and we definitely achieved that. Do you think Loose Women is a more feminist show now? Do you think it's changed over the years where it's, um, yeah, probably just gone, changed a bit more? Do you think they, they tackle more serious feminist topics now? No, I don't okay. actually. I uh, think when it started, it was quite, it was always, the, the, the thing about Loose Women is that it's, it is actually quite a simple premise. It's topical debate from a female perspective. So it we would, we would cover everything, you know. That was it. If it was in the news, we would cover it, and so we did lots of serious stuff. And there was a period in, sort of, a few years ago where it did go very light, and it went very. But that that was, you know, it was popular. Yeah. It did really, really well, and it was very successful. Um, still, so I don't think. So I think it changed a bit then, but I think it's kind of come back to what it was which was just topical debate from a female d- perspective. Do you think we're always going to need a loose women? Or do you think there'll be a time where we don't actually need a, w- a women-only focus show? Oh, uh, God, that's such a good question. <laughs> I, uh, I think, I hope we always need a loose women, really. I think, uh, you know, pe- people have always said, well, what about loose men? Mm. You know, why don't <laughs> you have a men's yeah. uh, yeah. you know, show? We get that well, one. It's badass men's yeah. hour. <laughs> but there are... There are a lot of shows that are presented by men. So I actually... And I, I just think people are very... Again, there's an awful lot of snobbery about it, but Loose Women is a really awesome show. And to if it wasn't, it would not have lasted 20-odd mm. years and be still being, you know, one of the most successful shows in the daytime lineup. So I hope it continues forever, really. You have sort of done... Pretty much all of the big daytime TV shows. Yeah. This morning, yeah. Good Morning Britain, you know, um, for better or worse. <laughs> paid my mortgage, so I'm happy. Um, but what is it about daytime TV that, as you said, some, it can be so snobby about, and yet at its best is an incredible insight into actually what everyone out there in the UK is thinking and feeling? Yeah, I think, well, there are a couple of things that I love live. I love the you know, immediacy of live TV, um, always have. And I think I understand as a viewer, because I watch a lot of telly, and I, a lot of executives don't, but I do. And I've also been on maternity leave and I've been at home with the children and I know what I need and what mm. I want. So I think that makes me a better commissioner because I know if I was at home, I understand what I would want to see. And so... Um, I, I love, I mean, I think if you can do a lot of very good and successful um, execs have come from daytime TV, because if you can do, you know, some of those shows are really, really hard. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it's extraordinarily difficult sometimes. And there were plenty of times when I was absolutely, especially on this morning in Liverpool, and, you know, it was so tough, but... I, I knew even at that time, I remember thinking, if I can do this, I can do anything. And Ooh. it's sort of true. What was tough about it? It was so hungry. The show is so hungry. 
We were in Liverpool, which was yeah. tricky because you had I to get guests the, up. I always remember who was the guy who did the weather and he used to jump Fred. around <laughs> on the map. I just remember. I was in, yeah, <laughs> we don't talk about Fred anymore. <laughs> He's currently at Her Majesty's pleasure. Oh, but anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, moving really swiftly on. Fun. Moving swiftly on. Um, Sorry. So, but, yeah, we were in Liverpool, so we were a bit cut off. It was difficult to get guests. And um, so a lot of items fell down. This morning is a long show yeah. and it's very hard to kind of you know, every day come up with ideas and and um, make sure nothing, you know, goes wrong or falls down or a guest doesn't drop out. And if a guest drops out, you're just there. I mean, I most of the teams were there all night. And this is before, it was long before the internet mm-hmm. and it was long before mobile phones mm-hmm. and all, you know what I mean? And we were yeah. so... It was really hard. Oh, it would have been really, yeah. It was yeah, really I can't tough. imagine, actually. But, yeah. I, but I did know... But yeah, I would never have anything that I would never do anything that hard again, and I never have. That was definitely the hardest. Harder than writing most fun. But... <laughs> Something about that camaraderie as well. Yeah. So whenever I go into either Good Morning Britain or Lorraine or any of them, you you can tell that everybody has been there yes. all the way through the night, yes. and they're firing on coffee, and yeah. they are all desperately trying to make the whole thing work together, yes. and. Honestly, they are some of the loveliest teams yeah, that I've worked with because of that. They are. It's it, it is. I mean, it's just it, it's. I've worked with some fantastic people, and they, you know, I I believe they're the best in TV because they. I I'm not snobby about daytime TV because yeah. I know how hard it is, and you know, people who think it's easy screw it up because it's not easy. It's really really mm-hmm. hard, and they underestimate how how hard it is mm-hmm. and therefore they just make a mess of it if they go into it thinking well I could do that easily it's, you know it's just not the case it's really tough what was it like to do that as a career for so many years and then make the decision okay my time here is done I'm gonna go and focus on my writing um it was not the first time I've done it so it but the first time I did it was at channel four I was at yeah. channel four and so I'd been there five years. For me, five years feels the right time to be anywhere because I think you become a bit lazy mm-hmm. and a bit kind of um, you don't um, you don't have the same hunger at yeah. all. And and you know, in the case of um, ITV, when I joined, I daytime was not in a good place, and yeah. we had daybreak, and you know, um, lots of the shows were struggling, and there weren't. You know uh, that we didn't have tipping point in the chase, and um, so Rinda was a new one for me. Tenable, um, and James Martin, and all these. Th- so, but anyway, by the end of five years, it was in a good place. We'd launched Good Morning Britain. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'll go back on something I said earlier. I said that um, this morning was the hardest. Good morning, launching Good Morning Britain. <laughs> I can't even begin to imagine. I have to say, I've ever done in my career. That was so hard. I was. It was because the press were desperate to strangle it a bird, yeah. and it was really. It was a real case of have your vision, lead from the front, and hold your nerve. Mm. But it was God. It was hard sometimes. <laughs> and I used to actually open the ratings in the toilet because I was like <laughs> shaking. <laughs> so it's, it's really. It is very very you know tough sometimes. Yeah. But it, so anyway, so it was all doing well, everything was firing. Um, I'd been there five years, and I thought my dream, as I said, is to be you know a screen. I want I want to get my fiction onto yeah. the big screen or the small screen because Netflix. Will, yeah. I think it would really suit a Netflix series or whatever. So 
I just thought sometimes you just got to jump mm. and, you know, and I have a very supportive husband and family who all, you know, were completely up for it. So hopefully it's paid off, but I will be going back into TV because I can't write <laughs> can't full, full time. Yeah. I just can't. I've got to get on the train again. Also, you need that train journey to get <laughs> the next book done, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Helen, thank you so much for joining us and chatting to us all about your incredible career and your new book. Uh, she by... Helen, but also H.C. Warner, is out now. It is a great read. We thoroughly recommend it. Um, thank you so much for coming in. We'd Thanks love to for having, having me. You've been listening to Badass Women's Hour. If you like the show, then help more people find us. You can tag us or talk to us on social media using at Badass Women's Hour. Or you can be really lovely and leave us a review and a rating. Five stars, please. It helps boost us up the podcast rankings and allows other people to find us. We'll be back next week with more Badass Guests and in-depth chat. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.